0: Dennis. That's the latest.
1: Ripple FM. There's no business like show business like no business
2: I know. Everything about it is appealing. Everything the traffic will allow. Nowhere could
3: you have that happy feeling when you are stealing that extra bow. There's no
4: people like show. People, they smile when they are low. Yesterday, they told you you would
3: not go far. That night, you opened, and there you are. Next day, on your dressing room, they a star. Let's go on.
5: To another edition of Break a Leg. My name is Ian Cheeseman. Lovely to have your company. And as always, we've got three great guests for you in the first hour and then some great show tunes in the second hour. On the way, Kevin Kennedy, formerly played Coronation Streets, Curly Watts, of course, and we'll also uh, meet some of the cast. ...of an Amdram performance of Titanic... ...which is taking place very, very soon. But first up, what's it like to be an understudy... ...and to suddenly find that you're on... ...in one of the main parts on the day of the show? Well, we'll find out from Ali Dart... ...the magnificent, as she was magnificent... ...Ali Dart, very, very soon. The show that she was understudying in... ...was the untold story of Ursula the Sea Witch... ...which was a comedy, a parody musical... Uh, which was at the Larry Theatre in their uh, Keys Theatre. It was brilliant. So we'll meet Ali right after a little sample from Unfortunate, the musical.
6: It hurts, being in love. You're on the hook now, honey, and your fella's up above. Reeling you in, I see it in your face, despair. You're stuck down here, he's living up there. But then wait, in the dark, alive. Hoping Annie Ursula will put everything wrong Can you? Can I? What do you think, boys? Okay, get up I want to see you you are a pretty little thing with the eyes and the hair But I mission. Well, there isn't much there. You let the boys in, poisoned your little mind. You wanna chase him up there and leave your kingdom behind? Well, um, that is your choice to make. You're proud to give up and your future to break. So go on, but your eyes Pops drop like I'm a little mermaid. Why? Stop. It's bad, but you need spells. Maybe I'm not quite so bad. The stories to tell, like I said before, I'm the unlucky souls who got my privet to my closet, looking for a loophole. <laughs> <laughs> but there's more the to tradition than meets the eye. Gotta give a little something if you wanna get your guy. Bet tell you on twenty, I'll give you a choice. Won't be for some legs if you give me that though My voice, voice. your voice, but without my lovely voice, how will I be able to like? You love me? your figure, your pretty hair, and don't forget the importance of visual communication. huh?
5: and a great understudy performance. You would never know that Ali Dart wasn't the main character of the Sea Witch which she performed when I saw her. And then I asked her what it was like, what it had been like to stand in at the last possible moment.
7: Well, it was a very exciting day, uh, a bit nerve-wracking, and in the morning uh, we made the call that I would be going on, and because it's such a crazy time at the moment, you know, I thought it could happen at any moment because of COVID and everything's going round at the moment, but Yeah, we decided that I was going on. I'm really lucky because we've been working with this company. You know, I've been with Fat Rascal for six years. So I I know the show from 2019. I know Robin, the writer, director and Ursula. And I I felt like I already had a grasp on maybe 50% of the show. Um, So then I got to work, you know, learning the rest of the lines, looking at the blocking and singing through the songs in my dressing room as much as I could. And then we were lucky enough to have a dress rehearsal. So that really, really helped. I think without that, I would have been a lot more nervous going on. Um, But we had a dress rehearsal, which let me find my feet and play with the character and like develop her a little bit more and let my nerves settle. Um, And then for the performance, I just went for it and gave it my all really. I, I didn't think it would ever happen. And the fact that it did, I was just like, this could be the only time I'm gonna play this fantastic character,
5: let's bring her to life. What blows my mind is that you are also an actress in the same show. You know, yeah. you, you have another part in your head. So <laughs> How do you transfer from one to the other so emphatically and so brilliantly?
7: I think that was the strangest part, was being on stage and then seeing my co-star playing what I usually... Like, I was going through her lines at the same time as my lines. It was was very weird. It was like a a parallel universe. Um, But, yeah, I sort of had to just block out the other part completely and just pretend that I'd I'd never learnt it and I was just on Ursula. I just had to really get into her brain and her journey and not think about any of the other parts of the show, because otherwise I think I just would have exploded (laughs)
5: So it was the first time you knew you were going to play that part, literally nine, ten or something in the morning of the show?
7: Uh, we'd had a conversation like weeks before going, oh, maybe, you know, you'll be the cover. Um, but again, you just, you just don't think it's going to happen. So I'd done a bit of work and we were prepared. But we had been doing the Edinburgh version, which was a 70 minute version of the show. So it was very, you know, condensed. A lot of the songs had gone. A lot of the scenes had gone. And then coming to tour, we had to then do the two hour version. So I was, yeah, put in the deep end being like, oh, gosh, now we've got all of the rest of the songs and that all of us hadn't hadn't done in at least a month so all of us felt a bit like, oh, we're doing this new version again. And then the fact that I was going into a new part, I was like, OK, well, at least we're all sort of learning it again together.
5: So what do you do? Do you, do you sit down there with the script literally and, and just read it constantly through? Do you have somebody that works with you? you know, I, I just can't, can't get my head around how you <laughs> would do that so quickly.
7: The cast was so, so supportive. Everyone was so lovely. So everyone was, you know, asking me if I needed anything, RMD, if I wanted to sing through anything, because I think that was my main um, worry was having never sung the songs before. You just like don't know how they're going to feel or how they're going to fit in your voice. Um, So again, the dress rehearsal was really helpful for that. But yeah, my co-stars were literally reading lines. The problem with me is I, I have to get up and do something to learn it. I can't just sit there and learn it on the page. So I was walking around my hotel room Like like reciting lines to myself, and then my friends would come in and test me, and I was like, "Do it again, do it again," because I need to really get it in my brain before I go on stage. Otherwise, I'll just make it up, and you never know what's going to happen. So they were testing me over and over again, and then eventually, yeah, I think I I think I pulled it off.
5: (laughs) You definitely pulled it off. I mean, (laughs) I I I see a lot of shows, and I go to the West End. I see big shows in Manchester, all over the place, actually, and when. An announcement is made that says the understudy is on tonight certainly my wife if not me heart sinks and you think oh we wanted to see the main one
8: yeah now, yeah, yeah.
5: as we sat there on the night that you were the understudy my wife who sat next to me didn't know oh, we're seeing the understudy i wonder if it does you any favors really to say <laughs> that you know that what be it, it, because I, I say this completely you know with with honesty I can't imagine whoever it would normally have been to perform that part could have been any better than you were. So the wrong message is sent out almost, isn't it? (laughs)
7: <laughs> yeah, we wanted to create a very friendly, open, warm atmosphere before the show, just to, you know, lay all our cards on the table and just be like, hey, we're going to give you the best show we can and um, do our best. Because that's the main thing. We don't do it for us. We do it for the audiences. So we wa- we really wanted to make sure that everybody felt, you know, that they understood what was going on, but they also were just on site to have a great time because that's what the show is. It's such a laugh, as I'm sure you saw. But yes, Maybe people should come back and see it again with the main Ursula because, my gosh, she is fantastic.
5: Well, that was the other question I was going to ask you. You you then, the following night, presumably, or whenever it was that you went back to normal, you play your own part again. Yeah, yeah. How how does that feel? That must be a bit surreal then to be playing alongside Ursula when the day before you were Ursula.
7: Yeah, it was really lovely. Actually, it was like stepping back into an old, you know, comforting hug. <laughs> I was like, oh, I know what I'm doing here. I know where to go. I know everything. Yeah, it was. It was really fun. And to go back to my old part, which is, it's running around. I play about like seven different characters and lots of puppets and stuff. So it was really nice to experience both.
5: What was the one moment in the show when you were understudying? When you panicked? When you had a, a little doubt at all? Or was it all smooth?
7: It, it went as smooth as I could have hoped it would be, to be honest. It was um, I, just before I went on. I was, for the first line, I was just reciting that first monologue in my head because I was like, if I just, if I get that first in, then I know I'll be fine. So I just had to recite that first monologue. And then when the curtains opened, I really went for it. And I was like, okay, now once once the ball's rolling, then I thought I would be all right. Um, but yeah, it, it's good with Ursula because she's a narrator, because she talks to the audience so much you can sort of get away with a little bit of um, improv, a little bit of interaction, you know. She's she's sort of like a stand-up comedian, like she's she's got the audience in the palm of her hand. So I really felt the love of the audience and I felt like I could um, really take my time. And if I did ever have a doubt about what I was doing, I could just take a minute and, and just feed off the audience a little bit, which was really, really nice.
5: Let's talk about the show a little bit. I mean, it is obviously a, a very different take on The Little Mermaid, if you yeah. like, um, I mean, I'm I'm a fan of the Little Mermaid. I'm a fan of Disney. You know, I'm a you know <laughs> a, <laughs> a proper Disneyoid, so or whatever you want to call it. And but this is is a very clever, um, I think, hilarious parody, which deserves a bigger stage. Aww. Am I right in thinking that the show started in the fringe? Or
7: yeah, was, yeah. So we did it in 2019 at the Edinburgh Fringe, um, again, as a like 60 minute version. And that was the first time we'd ever done it. And it got an incredible response. We sold out the, the whole run, which is incredible. And then we went on to do like a little mini Christmas tour in Birmingham and at the Leicester Curve. And then after that, we all know what happened. The pandemic hit. So we had always had plans to make it a longer show and we wanted it to be bigger and better because the fans were amazing for the, for the response that we got as well. So we knew that we wanted it to come back. So we were waiting and waiting and planning. So much planning has gone into this show. You know, the guys were writing new songs, writing new material and all our set and costume was getting bigger and better. And then finally, this year has been the year we've been able to bring the proper two hour version to audiences. And, yeah, I think it's gone down really well. It's very exciting.
5: Well, I saw it at the, the, the Lowry in the smaller theatre, and I felt it deserved more than that. Is oh. there a hope that this will continue on and, and expand? I mean, is there any any hope that it could be in the West End or anything? Because it, it's a fantastic show.
7: Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's definitely the dream. We would love, we would absolutely love to go to the West End. We think that people would just love this show. Like it's so much fun. The thing that Fat Rascal was known for is putting female leads at the front of the story and also, you know, weaving some cheeky messages in there and getting people to learn something or um discussing topics that sometimes people will be a bit shy about discussing. So that's what this show does. Also filled with fabulous laughter, hysterical, raunchy jokes as well. So we think it would be the perfect fit for the West
5: End. So fingers crossed,
7: you know. It's an adult
5: show. It's got a a little bit of Booker Mormon about it in the diversity of the show, hasn't it?
7: Yeah, yeah. A lot of people say that. They say they see Wicked, a bit of Book of Mormon, which is a massive compliment because we love both of those shows. So we're like, if they can do it, you know, fingers crossed we can do it.
5: Why not? Fingers crossed for Ali Dart and the rest of the cast of Unfortunate, uh, the parody musical about the sea witch in The Little Mermaid. But I thought maybe a good way to end this little section, that was Ali Dart, of course, is to perform or hear you have the performance of Melissa McCarthy as the sea witch in the latest version of The Little Mermaid, Poor Unfortunate Souls.
9: And I fortunately know a little magic. It's a talent that I always have possessed. And here lately, please don't laugh, I use it on behalf of the miserable, lonely and depressed. Pathetic. Pathetic. one longing to be thinner. That one wants to get the girl. And do I help them? Yes, indeed. Those poor, fortunate souls. So sad. So true. They come flocking to my cauldron. Craig's bells, as oh, please. And I help them? Yes, I do. Now, it's happened once or twice. Someone couldn't pay the price. And I'm afraid I had to rake them across the coast Yes, I've had the odd complaint But on the whole i an old saint
10: To those poor unfortunate souls
9: So here's the deal I'll whip up a little potion to make you human for three days Got that? Three days. Before the sun sets on the third day, you and Princey must share a kiss. And not just any kiss. A kiss of true love. If you do, you will remain human permanently. But if you don't, you'll turn back into a mermaid. And you belong to me. We got a deal? I don't know. Life's full of tough choices, isn't it? No. This is wrong. I can't do this.
10: Fine, then. Forget about the world above. Go back home to daddy and never leave again. Come on, you poor unfortunate soul. Go ahead. Make
11: your choice. I'm a very busy woman.
9: Just your voice. You are functioning, But true. If you want to cross the bridge, my sweet, you've got to pay the toll. Pick a scare from off your tail, or drop a blood inside the bowl. Lots some depth, and now I got a voice for bossing. Through the communes of the Caspian Sea Just yeah, yeah, yeah. miserable Max of that max laryngitis to me
7: To ribblefm.com.
6: What a funny noise it's making!
2: Well, she's only talking. Talking. Yes, all engines talk to you, especially when you get to know them. What's it saying? She's saying, chitty 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 bang bang, chitty 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 bang bang, chitty chitty bang bang, chitty bang bang, chitty chitty bang bang, chitty bang bang, chitty chitty bang bang, chitty bang bang, chitty chitty bang. Who's for a spin? Truly?
12: Father, Let's go for a picnic. A picnic? By the seaside. All right, hop in. Drive, Daddy,
2: drive. Well, you've got to say please to Chitty first. Please. Oh, you, pretty, pretty Chitty, Chitty bang, bang, Chitty Chitty bang, bang, we love you. And our oh, pretty Chitty bang, bang, Chitty Chitty bang, bang, loves us too. High, low, anywhere we go, on Chitty Chitty we depend. Bang, bang, Chitty Chitty bang, bang, I'll fight.
5: Chitty, chitty, bang, bang from the live show, of course, which at one time did have Kevin Kennedy, Curly Watts, Coronation Street, as the child catcher. But more recently, I've seen him in Rock of Ages, and he's brilliant in that as well, and had a chance to catch up with him. This is one of my absolute favourite all-time interviews with Kevin Kennedy, talking about what makes him, and theatre, and all acting and everything. Why is it so
13: magical, and how does he do it? It's all about showing off at the end. (laughs) It's all about um showing off your all your skills I mean I enjoy uh, I enjoy it all I enjoy uh, I mean the ideal kind of vehicle or play is something where you get to do all of it in in, in one show um I think the the mode the closest I've got to that was maybe Chitty shitty bang bang which was a hell of a a hell of a part uh playing karateus pots which uh, again Jason's done uh and he told me um, that it worked out at nine miles a show <laughs> uh, that you put in, that that, that, that lead character actually did. Uh, so, and it was, it was a full on acting, singing, uh, spectacular, uh, comedy, uh, and all the things that I've learned over the years was kind of put into one into one show. So, but so uh, to answer your question, I don't, uh, there's, there's no, there's no answer to it. I I like doing it all. The beauty of this is I get to do different kinds of things. I mean, Coronation Street, God love it. I was kind of doing the same thoughts, same sort of thing over over and over again, um, which is fine. And that, that was brilliant. But with theater, you know, you, you play something for maybe six months or to a year, and then you go on to another project and which is totally different. Um, so it's variety the spice of life you know and 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 you're very kind saying those things but uh yeah i've, I've learned them on the way on the road from from some great people you know i, I learned from i mean i learned a lot from people like brian Connolly, um who i think is probably one of our finest musical theater people um not just him there's there's, there's a, a rake of others and uh uh, and I learn off some a graduate who who has just come into the to the the industry, and I watch what they do, and I pick things up off them. So you're never too old to to learn uh, in this business, and that's what makes it interesting because there is no there's no end to it. You know, you can't know it all. You can't know all the tricks. You can't know all the the ways around how to do a scene and how to make people laugh. Um, and i've worked with some amazing people who uh, who i'm very grateful to see that's very interesting what you've just said when i
5: think back to the iconic tv scene that you did um, you know, with Raquel and Curly the brilliant yeah. Sarah Lancashire and, and something that will stick in people's minds and still stick in people's minds, that was a sort of well, you tell me that was a sort of you would have rehearsed it and then performed it and then it's gone. Would you yeah. have loved to have
13: done that you know and been able to hone it on stage or, or... Uh, I think if we'd have done it on stage, I think it would have it would have been a lot a lot different. I think because of the the rehearsal time we had, we'd have a long, a really long time to rehearse that. Uh, um, the the two hander we did, we we had some, we had about we had about a week to rehearse that. Yeah, we rehearsed it at the Royal, Ex- Royal Exchange, so that was quite theatrical to a certain extent. But the other, the other stuff, we just learnt on the day and did it, and I think that gave it a quality that you wouldn't get in the theatre. Yeah, the quality was because it was really fresh. It was really fresh. And sometimes you got to make a decision <clears throat> how you were going to do it, um, there and then. And sometimes, you know, I think uh, our first instincts were correct, but if our instincts hadn't have been correct or my instinct or Sarah's instinct hadn't have been correct, then it would have been a totally different thing. Um, uh, it would have been an interesting thing to put on the, to put on, on the stage, I suppose. But, um, I don't think it would have held an audience as much as as it did on the TV because it was extremely dramatic, um, and 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 it really it, it fitted TV better. Um, I think it might have been a bit dull for not dull. Dull's the wrong word. I think maybe I don't know a little grey for for a stage.
5: I saw Shawshank Redemption recently at the Lowry, and that that's quite an intense play, you know, and, yeah. and you think, how's that going to transfer from television to stage? And the thing that uh, Joe Absalom was in that, a former EastEnders actor, and, and I interviewed him and asked him, you know, how do you do that night after night and yet reproduce the intensity of the acting? And mm. it's alright to do it once with Sarah, um, mm. you know, in a sort of week-long yeah. thing. But you, you're, you, when you go on stage, and he and, and all actors are repeating over and over again this intensity. I always wonder how you do that because when I sit there in the audience, it feels like you're doing it just for me and it's the first time you've ever performed it. How do you do that?
13: Well that's well there's there's two there's two parts to that, the the, the answer to that. Is the first part is 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 the audience is there. And and every night is there are subtleties, there are differences because of the audience reaction. And and the the reason why it seems fresh is because we know it's fresh for them, and they react differently. Uh, you know you're going to maybe get a, a laugh on a line or a gasp, or you can feel the audience, the tension in the audience ratcheting up, and 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 that carries you along. As I said before, it is a, it's a shared experience, um, and 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 there's, there's us and there's the audience, and we're together, and we're together as soon as the music starts or the or the first line is uttered then we are together in that in that journey. And no matter what, what it may bring, um, as I say, each audience is are, are slightly different. They react to different things. They they laugh at different things. And that keeps you on your toes. And the second part of it, that is the arts. That is what we do. Um, um, and it is, um, I think, because well, personally, I've been doing it for so long, that now it's almost like a muscle memory Um is I've got one foot in reality and I've got one foot in the story on the stage, um, because I've I've got to be aware. Um, I can't be totally immersed in, in what I'm doing on the stage. I think because this is just me for me personally. I have to keep kind of one ear on the audience to to see what they're going to do, and and to and to play the audience, especially in comedy. Um, not so much in drama, but certainly in in comedy, you've got to be. Uh, in tune with the audience and you got to, to play the room and because and a, a raucous Friday night audience in Glasgow is going to be totally different from a Stoke matinee, you know, and you've still got to give that, that audience what they want uh, within the realms and the confines of the story. Um so that, and that is the art that is that is the art of acting is is to to is listening is not not just listening to the other actors which is absolutely paramount but also having uh, half an ear on the audience just to to see what what how they're reacting the musicals
5: that i go and see repeatedly are always driven by the music you know yeah. you, it's like playing your favorite album how, how, how important is music to you within a musical
13: well, musical. I musicals was a new thing to me. I didn't when I left Corrie, which is what nine twenty twenty years ago now. Um, musicals, I'd never done a musical. Uh, i had been in the pit. Um, I'd played a bass uh, for 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 pantos and things, uh, but I'd never actually sort of done one, and it seemed like a natural progression. Uh, people of a certain age around Manchester will know I played in various and various bands um for years um so i thought well and it was um johnny wilkes who is uh who is uh a theater actor he said come and do rocky horror with me which is funny enough one of my favorite shows i went to see it actually the other night it's still as fresh and still as brilliant and still as exciting uh and uniquely british uh, as it ever was uh, I uh, thoroughly enjoyed that and to your listeners if, if you get a chance to go and see this production that's out now please do because it's, it's, it's great um, it's
5: amazing how many times by the way it's reinvented because I've seen it on stage a couple of times yeah. you think well I mean that was very different than the way I saw it yeah. last time
13: yeah well I, I, I took the kids to see my girls to see it and they, they've seen it once before um, and my little when I was doing it I did it as I said 20 odd years ago with Johnny Wilkes, and I, and I loved it. I, I loved it. Again, this is a different meat. This is a different kettle of fish from any theatre that you do, because uh, musicals, because it has its own language. Uh, you know, the, instead of understood, you have swings and covers. And, and I'd never heard of the this before. You know, I thought, what's a swing? You know, I'd never heard of that. What well, cover? Um, uh, and a different way, a different style of, of doing it. And it's difficult because with musicals, um, the, to use a, a, a football parlance, if I may, it's, it's a series of set pieces, uh, and in between these set pieces are very small scenes which link it all together. Now, in a normal play, you'd have maybe 20 pages or, or 10 pages to get your character over, get what that guy's all about or, or, or girl is about, um, and you can tell the audience the information that they need to know about that character in the space of of 10 pages. In musicals, you might have maybe two pages. And that's a very difficult And because and, you've got to get it all in. Um, uh, and it's hard. It's a lot harder than straight plays because if you don't get it right, it just becomes a series of really lovely songs with a few crap scenes linking it together whereas if it's done well, the scenes are as, are as vital and probably more important, I think, than the songs. Uh, and that's, again, that, that's uh, we are talking about Shakespeare and Pantleby. This is a total different way of doing it, and you've got to be really on it to, to get your character uh, and what you're about within those three pages, whereas on a normal play, you've got 10, 15 pages. Um, and that's that's what, that's what makes it interesting and that's what makes it difficult and that's what makes it brilliant when it comes off.
5: One of the best musical theatre actors I've seen in recent years but also a fantastic performer on television as well, the brilliant Kevin Kennedy, who is so much more than Curly Watts in Coronation Street. Rock of Ages, a uh, show he's been touring with most recently, has in it this song, Can't Fight This Feeling.
3: Lonnie, what are you doing with the Fogmaster Five Thousand? <laughs>
2: I thought you might Hey, yeah, you might You want something to remember Hey, come on You'll be okay
3: I put in some calls. And I'm not worried about that I just What?
2: I can't fight this feeling anymore
7: 6.7, Ribble
5: FM. Just before we meet uh, three of the actors performing in an Amdram performance of Titanic at the Festival Hall in Denton late in July, here's Crackling Rosie. Now, you know that by Neil Diamond, but just recently on Broadway, the beautiful noise of Neil Diamond the Musical has opened. Here is that song.
1: Ha uh-huh. ha! You got the way to make me happy You and me, we go in style Craiglin Rose, your are a woman But you make me sing like a guitar humming. So hang on Running
5: no yeah. Yeah. on Broadway, that is a beautiful noise, a Neil Diamond musical. So next up, and to finish this hour, we're going to meet some of the cast of Titanic an Amdram production, which is being performed at the Festival Hall in Denton from the 17th to the 25th of July. Now, it doesn't matter where Amdrams are. They can be all over the Northwest, and I'd love you to tell me about one near you as well, uh, because this is all about passion. It's all about a love of theatre and about champions of the community, and that's what these people are.
14: Hi, I'm Rose, and I'm playing Delia Watts. Hi, I'm Sue, and I'm playing the unsinkable Molly Brown.
15: Hello, I'm Alan, and I'm playing front of house.
5: So, here we are. Three of you are involved in Titanic the musical, which sounds really exciting. First of all, give us a little flavour of what you've been doing to get to the stage we're at now, which is still in rehearsal. How much of a commitment is that, and what have you been doing to get this far
12: um, so, so far we do Wednesday and Thursday at the Festival Hall, and um, we've been running through the script and doing our song in, songs and dancing, and we've got a live orchestra as well, so we've been trying to put the songs that we've been rehearsing in with the orchestra, and kind of everyone just comes and gets involved.
5: And you're, I mean, you're quite young, aren't you? So t- what, how have you got into this? I mean, how old are you, and why why are you doing this?
12: Um, So I'm 14 and um, I've always been passionate about the arts and I was looking for a place that kind of, um, where everyone's involved, everyone's creative and also a place that, um, see, because Janet writes her own scripts, it's original and everyone kind of puts a bit of their own ideas in so that everybody feels like in the finished product they've had a part in it, so um, that's what I enjoy. And
5: you're playing an Irish character, does that mean you've got to have an Irish accent?
12: I'm working on it hopefully by the time it comes I will do but it's hard to kind of get the mix of because I've got to sing as well singing in Irish accent's gonna be hard.
5: Now you're not quite as young as you know you're (laughs) a little older. I'm
14: 21 plus VAT. How
5: how do you come into this then what's your motivation to do Uh, this?
14: Well my motivation was I was going to be an extra because of course Janet and the team had been coming into the centre and we we were part of the women's group and then uh, the auditions were were happening. So we went along, me and my sister-in-law and a couple of others, thinking we were just going to be extra sort of swanning around. Somehow we've all ended up with parts uh, and I've got to do some speaking and some dancing and some singing, which will probably clear the place when I start singing, but luckily it's only a line. (laughs) Yeah.
5: And you're playing a character that everybody's familiar with who knows the Titanic story, Molly yeah. Brown. Yeah. Is there a bit of pressure on you to, to deliver this one?
14: No, I've not even watched the film. I'm just doing the Mancunian. You've never watched the film? No, I haven't. I'm doing. Well, I know how it ends, don't I? So I'm going to actually do the Mancunian version of Molly Brown because I can't do accents. You know, I've been throwing off games with my granddaughter because I'm not good at accents. So I'm going to do the best I can, but uh, I'm sure it will be interesting.
5: Tell me a little bit about your background then as well. Yeah. Why, why are you involved in this?
14: Well,
15: it all started when I came in here. I
5: When we're saying here, we mean...
15: Yeah, the community centre in uh, Denton. I bumped into Janet and a couple of her uh, friends, started chatting to him, and they told me about what was going on, so I just left my phone number. A couple of weeks later, I didn't expect it, I got a phone call uh, offer. You've got a part in... Uh, a show at the Coliseum, Oldham. And since then, I've been coming round to the rehearsals on a Thursday night and got another part.
5: So you haven't got a theatrical background then? This is something that's come to you later in life, is it?
15: Yeah, only last year. Yeah. It's just, I was doing nothing at a loose end a bit. And uh, went along, Janet had a chat with me and she...
5: That's you saw, something that I didn't see. <laughs> how, 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 does, how does this make a difference to you as a person, then, being involved in this?
15: It's just something else to, to do.
5: Now I'm retired, it's something else to do. What did you do before?
15: Uh, I was, uh, I worked at, uh, well, I did 38 years on training bus drivers. Then uh, a few years at uh, Thameside College, doing a, assessing and IV work. And I still work, like I'm working today at uh, concert, Coldplay. I work at City.
5: And of Just... course, I, I don't know if you're aware of this, but um, Only Fools and Horses had a Uncle Albert character. Yeah. And he was actually a bank manager, I think. And it was only when he retired that he actually went into acting. So maybe this is a new career for you, what <laughs> <let> do you think?
15: <laughs> I do I'm quite enjoying it. It's a, a nice group, and we all seem to get on. So, yeah... If Janet's doing another one after this, maybe a mine I wouldn't mind being a dame.
5: <laughs> what does it feel like to be on stage then? I mean, you know, if, if this is something that you've not been familiar with all your life, correct me if I'm wrong, what does it feel like to be up on the stage with those lights on you and, yeah. the, and the audience reacting?
14: Uh, am In my am I paid work, I used to do presentations and training... And so I was used to that. but well, this is very different because I could remember a whole presentation. I could remember this, that and the other training programs. But what I have to do now is remember a script that is not written by me. So that is a real skill. And when you've been retired a few years, it's not quite your brain cells aren't working quite the same. So it's actually quite a good challenge because they say you do something different every day and keep learning, you know, once you retire. So I think I'm definitely learning something. Certainly, the dancing as well.
5: Are you? And you say you didn't watch the film, but are you a theatre fan? Do you go and watch theatre? I do
14: like theatre. Yeah, yeah. And and since COVID, I haven't been quite. I haven't been at all. But uh, yeah, I do like the theatre. But having said that, I can't remember anything that would help me. You know, because obviously they're really professional actors. The only thing I've done that's anything like acting was some years ago. Me and two police officers did a, a thing about domestic abuse. You know, it was based on Punch and Judy, and I was the baby. So, uh, obviously, that isn't going to help me with this, you know, because uh, all I did was cry and say, Mummy, you know, and all that. But, uh, you know, I don't mind really. I like trying different things, you know. It's what life's about, isn't it? And
5: theatre yeah. in Manchester, I mean, I go to a lot of shows in Manchester, it's yeah. very, very varied. Oh, As a young yeah. person, 14 years of age, is theatre that something that's relevant to you to watch? I mean, I know you're involved in this production, but is that something that really excites you, watching theatre?
12: Yeah it definitely does and um, especially the community around theatre it's things that aren't really talked about a lot in Manchester because um, kind of even though these kind of big theatre happens we don't really see what goes on in the background and it's a lot of hard work and um, and to put on a big production like this, especially in a place that hasn't had a production in there, is bringing the arts to a place that hasn't had it before. And um, I think that's really special.
5: How much does arts matter to you then? I mean, what, when you're, you you go to school, obviously, and you do other things, do other friends talk to you about theatre, musical theatre, or is, are you, do you feel as if you're the only one?
12: Um, well, at school, theatre isn't really seen as a cool thing to do. It's kind of seen as um, kind of an uncool, popular thing to do. But I really like theatre and I see that maybe the reason why it's seen as so uncool is that people aren't getting involved enough in things like this. So um, even though my friends don't talk about it, when I come to Ensemble Fair, everyone there loves theatre and we're part of a community, so that's really nice.
5: You think you're unusual? Because all the time I've been sat with you, you haven't had a phone in your hand, you haven't been texting anybody, you haven't been looking, you know, and that is quite unusual among young people these days, isn't it? Theatre is all about giving it 100% attention, whether you're on stage or you're off stage, for maybe two two hours. I don't see a lot of youngsters doing that these days, so are you unusual, do you think?
12: (laughs) Yeah, I think so. And I think maybe that's a big part of why... Um, theatre isn't as popular in young people because we're kind of, during social media, we kind of shut everything out. Whereas if we're more um, aware of our environment and we're getting involved in more things like this, um, it'd be a a lot more of a bigger thing.
5: You're not going to get me to disagree. Those are very wise words, aren't they?
12: Yeah, very. Yeah, very.
5: I mean, we're we're you know you and I, us, us, you two and me are of a different generation. We're used to watching things and paying full attention to it. Mm -hmm. But those are very wise words, aren't they, from a young person? And it encourages you to think that Mm -hmm. the world's in safe hands.
14: Well, it does. I mean, I've got I've got a lot of. I have a lot of respect for young people. They get a really bad press. A lot of my working life was working with young people. And I saw a lot of people giving up time to do good for other people. You know, really altruistic. And what I've seen at Ensemble is that being played out again. Because they're actually helping us. That, you know, a, a bit wary and, you know, a, a, my singing voice is like dreadful. And I was a bit apprehensive about singing, you know. Because I've been at concerts and my sister said, can you not mime, you know. <laughs> so, uh they're sort of saying, no, come on, you can do it, you know, and and I think as we're all getting to know each other, we're having a bit of a laugh as well, which makes it a lot easier, you know. So it's certainly bridging a lot of gaps because it's a really inclusive group of people that have come together and I think we're all learning from each other. But, yeah, the young people have been fantastic. They really have.
5: I'm told that some of the songs in this show are songs that people will be familiar with. Uh, Is is there a song in the show that you three can agree on, that I can play on my radio show now to represent this particular version? Shall we go with you as a younger person?
12: Um, Well, I sing New York Empire States of Mind by Alicia Keys, and I think that's a really good song to represent um, New Hope in the
14: show.
5: Brilliant! Well, we'll play it for you. Break a leg! Have a great show. Yeah. I'm sure you'll um, you'll be able to sing in tune and all sorts of no. stuff.
14: No, there's no chance of that. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually murdering "Forever Young" by Becky Hill. <laughs> <laughs>
5: well, we'll not play that one. No. We'll play. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, have fun, enjoy, yeah, and break you. a leg.
14: It's yeah. nice to see them
15: redoing something with Festival all because it's sat idle. It's nice to have some. Hopefully, this will give it a new lease of life, and some things, more things, will be on. The festival
14: hall. It starts nice to go there for something other than a Covid jab, isn't it? Thinking
5: <laughs> yeah. sinking of the Titanic reignites the, uh, or reinvigorates yeah. the festival hall. What a nice sl- circle that is.
14: Absolutely. Break a leg. Yeah. Thank you
5: looking forward to that particular show Uh, three of the actors of course in Titanic which will be at the Festival Hall in Denton 17th to the 25th of July and if you know about an Amdram production in your area and you want to share it with me feel free to contact me I'm on Twitter, my direct messages are open it's at Ian Cheeseman and I'd love to be telling the story of your Amdram because they are so so important to the health of theatre. Now I don't suppose that that particular version will feature the song My Heart Will Go On which of course is most associated. With the Titanic, Celine Dion, but I'm going to play that song now to bring us to the end of this first hour. Don't go anywhere. We've got loads of great music on the way in the second hour. Uh, all great, great uh, songs from Shoals. I mean, she's been. This is Break a Leg, and this is Celine Dion. My heart will go on. <laughs>
8: They between speak to
11: This is right for me, but is it right for Nick? I'll make it right for him. Listen, Fanny, take my advice and don't. Don't tell me not to live, just sit and putter. Life's candy and the sun's a ball of butter. Don't bring around a cloud to rain on my parade. Don't tell me not to fly. I simply got to. If someone takes a spill, it's me and not you. Who told you you're allowed? I guess I didn't make it But whether I'm the rose of sheer perfection A freckle on the nose of life's complexion A cinder or the shiny apple of the time I gotta fly once, I gotta try once Only goodbye once, right, sir Ooh, love is juicy, juicy, and you see i gotta have my sight, sir Get ready for me, love, cause I'm a cummer. I simply gotta march, cause I'm a drummer don't bring around a cloud to rain on my parade. I'm gonna live and live now. Get what I want, I know how. One roll for the whole shabam. One throw that fell, will go clang. Eye on the target and wham. One shot, one gunshot and bam. Hey, Mr. Yes, I didn't make it Get ready for me love cause I'm a comer I simply gotta march my heart to come
0: from the Sky News Centre at 10, there have been new allegations made about the BBC presenter accused of paying a teenager for explicit images. It's now being claimed he also sent threatening messages to a person he met on a dating app. It's also been revealed the BBC only made two attempts to contact the family behind the initial allegations. Akhil Ahmed is a former head of religion at the corporation. He says it receives all sorts of complaints.
13: This was an investigation that was opened. An email was sent, no one replied to it. Then You you know, there's not one person looking after this. They probably there's a person looking after about about 50 cases.
0: A 15-year-old boy's been charged after a teacher was stabbed at Tewkesbury School in Gloucestershire yesterday. Police say he'll appear in court tomorrow accused of attempted wounding with intent and possession of a bladed article. Maths teacher Jamie Sansom has now been discharged from hospital and says he's recovering well. A people smuggler has been jailed for more than 12 years for the manslaughter of 39 migrants. Marius Mihaly fled the country after the bodies were found in a lorry trailer in Essex in 2019. Royal Mail workers have voted in favour of an improved pay offer, meaning no more strikes on the horizon. They'll see their salaries go up by 10% and a one-off lump sum of £500. The average two-year fixed-rate mortgage has reached a 15-year high at 6.66%. It's higher than figures seen under Liz Truss's leadership. In sports, Elena Svitolina says the war in her country and becoming a mum has made her a mentally stronger tennis player. The Ukrainian wild card produced one of the shocks of Wimbledon to knock out top seed Iga Swiatek this afternoon and progress to the women's semi-finals. She said she feels events off court have given her more perspective on it.
1: Having a child and war made me a, a different different person and I look at the things a bit differently.
0: In the men's draw, Novak Djokovic fought from a set down to beat Andrei Rublev. And that's the latest. I'm Amante Falkenstein. Next update in an hour.
5: I'm Ian Cheeseman. this is Break a Leg, and in this hour we concentrate on the great, great music from some of the great, great musicals. I'll <laughs> pick three of the very best for this hour. We'll be hearing from the greatest showman later on, from Les Miserables. Well, first of all, the sound of music. Does it get any better than this? Oh, yeah.
16: To beat like the wings of, of the birds that, birds that rise from the lake
8: To the, the, trees, to the trees, to the trees My, My heart, heart wants to sigh like a
3: Lonely, I know I will hear
2: what I've heard before. My heart will be
17: blessed with the sound of music, and
3: I'll.
16: Start. When you read, you begin with A, B, C. When you sing, you begin with Do, Re, Mi. Do, Re, Mi. Do, Re, Mi. The first three notes just happen to be Do, Re, Mi. Do, Re, Mi. Do, Re, Mi, Fa, So La, Ti. Oh, let's see if I can make it easier. Mmm. Doe, a deer, a female deer, ray, a drop of golden sun. Me, a name I call myself, far, a long, long way to run. So, a needle pulling thread, la, a note to follow, so. Tea, a drink with jam and bread, that will bring us back to Doe. Doe. A deer A female deer Ray A drop of golden sun Me A name I call myself Far ah. A long, long way to run Stone. So A needle pulling thread Love. La A note to follow so Tea A drink of jelly bread That will bring us back to dough A deer A female Golden Sun. it all together. So, do, la, fa mi, do, re. So, do, la, ti, do, re, do. Good. But it doesn't mean anything. So we put in words. One word for every note. Like this. When you know the notes to sing. You can sing most days.
5: To put my favourite musicals in order, it would be very, very hard to actually pick a number one, a number two, number three, whatever. And I I guess it depends on the mood you're in. But one thing for sure is that when I was growing up, as a little kid, sat on my mum's knee watching the telly, when she'd put The Sound of Music on, I can't say I was that enthusiastic. And it used to be on every year, didn't it? Well, as I've grown older, I've come to realise what an absolutely magnificent show and musical it was. I mean, I've seen live versions of it as well, but the brilliant Julie Andrews, um, you just cannot beat Julie Andrews. And that's why these songs are all from the musical film. You've heard Dore Me. I've been lucky enough to go to Salzburg and see where that was filmed. Send the music as well. And here's a quirky little one that I love just as much as the big ones because we can't play them all. This is Lonely Goat
13: Herd.
16: A lonely goatherd lay, would oh, lay, would oh, lay. Oh. Now it was the voice of the lonely goatherd lay, would oh, lay, would oh, loo. Folks in a town that was quite remote heard lay, would oh, lay, would oh, lay, oh. lusty and clear from the goatherd's throat heard lay, would oh, lay, would oh, loo. Prince on the bridge of a castle, moat herd lay, odle, lay, or lay Men on a road with a load to tote herd, lay, or lay boo. Men in the midst of a towel, joke herd, lay, or lay, lay ee, boo. Men drinking beer with a foam afloat herd, lay, or lay, ee, <laughs> 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 One little girl in a pale pink. She yodelled back to the lonely goat Soon her mama, with a gleaming glow, heard lay, what did you for, a girl and goat head Lay, Gleaming, gloat goldhead lady, or lady, or the Hmm What did you expect for a girl and goldhead lady, or the or the Happy all day, lady, or oh, the lady, or the oh, lady, or oh, lady, lady, ho. Oh. Soon the to become a trio, lady, or the lady, or the or the
17: Little girl on an empty stage for fate to turn the light on. Your life, little girl, is an empty page that men will want to write on. To write on. You are sixteen, going on seventeen. Baby, it's time to think. Better beware, be canny and careful Baby, you're on the brink You are sixteen, going on seventeen Fellows will fall in line Eager young lads and grouets and cats Will offer you food and wine Totally unprepared are you To face a world of men Timid and shy and scared are you Things beyond your kin You need someone older and wiser Telling you what to do I am seventeen, going on eighteen I'll take care
16: of brandies. What do I know of those? Totally unprepared am I to face a world of men. Timid and shy and scared am I of things beyond.
5: can actually visit the gazebo where that was filmed. It's not actually still at the location. It's in a park nearby, but I'm not going to go through the whole thing. But if you go to Salzburg, if you get a chance, go on the Sound of Music tour, and you'll see many of these sites. Now, if there's one song that guarantees to make me cry, and I am a bit of a crybaby, I will cry at anything, then it is Edelweiss. My... Uh, Mother-in-law was Austrian, my mum was German, and therefore it has a little bit of a special resonance for me, and I love Austria. And this is about the national flower of Austria, the Edelweiss, and it doesn't get any better than this, honestly.
3: to meet me,
2: blossom of snow, may you bloom and grow, bloom and grow forever. Edelweiss, Edelweiss, bless my homeland forever.
16: Oh
5: Sound of Music, the brilliant Edelweiss that's from finishes, of course, with them walking over the mountains into Switzerland.
0: It has to be
5: Ribble FM. Hugh Jackman, who starred in the film version of Les Miserables, was also, of course, in The Greatest Showman, which we're going to feature a little bit later on. And he played um, the, the star character, of course, in the film, the one that's all about Jean Valjean. And this is the opening song, and it was magnificently filmed. This is Look Down.
2: Just look down, look down. You'll always
8: be a slave. Look down, look down.
3: You're standing in your grave.
5: Retrieve the flag.
3: Time is up and your parole's begun You know what that means Yes He's unfree No Follow to the letter your itinerary This badge of shame will show it till you die It warns you're a dangerous man I stole a loaf of bread My sister's child was closed to death We were starving you we will starve again Unless you learn the meaning of the law
5: Know the meaning of those 19 years The slave of the law
3: Five years for what you did The rest because you tried to run Yes, 24601 My name is Jean Valjean And I'm Javert Do not forget my name Do not forget me 24601 taste never
2: forget the years the waste nor forgive them for what they have done they are the guilty everyone the day begins and now let's
8: Pretending he's beside me
11: All alone I walk with him till morning
0: Without
9: him I feel his arms around me
8: And when I lose my way I close my eyes And he has found me And I know
5: of On My Own from Les Miserables before that looked down and now one of those songs that you either absolutely love to bits because so many people have selected this as their favourite song or maybe it's not one of your favourites from this show but I think it is this is Stars
3: Out in the darkness A fugitive running Fallen from God Fallen from grace God be my witness I never shall yield Till we come face to face Till we come face to face He knows his way in the dark Mine is the way of the Lord Those who follow the path of the righteous Shall have their reward And if they fall as Lucifer fell The flames, the soul. Stars in your multitudes Scarce to be counted filling the darkness with order and light you are the sentinels silent and sure keeping watch in the night keeping watch in the night you know your place in the sky you hold your course and your aim and each in your season returns and returns and is always the same. And if you fall as Lucifer fell, you fall in flames. And so it must be, for so it is written on the doorway to paradise that those who falter and those who fall must pay the price. Lord, let me find him, that I may see him, safe behind bars, I will never rest, till then this I swear, this I swear by the stars.
5: That stars from the film Les Miserables. Two more from Les Miserables on uh, Break a Leg with me, Ian Cheeseman. I'm going to play them back to back. You're going to hear Bring Him Home. Of course you had to hear that song by the brilliant Alfie Bow, which I had the great pleasure of seeing him singing it live. And then from the film, this was an Oscar winner in its own right. The brilliant Anne Hathaway, And I Dreamed a Dream.
9: There was a time when men were kind. Then it all went wrong I dreamed a dream in time gone by When hope was high and life worth living I dreamed that love
8: would never die,
9: I dreamed that God would be forgiving, then I was young and unafraid, So dreams were made used and wasted. There was no ransom
8: to be paid
16: No song unsung, no wine untasted But the tigers
8: come at night With their voices soft as thunder As they tear your home apart, as they turn your dream to shame. days with endless wonder he took my childhood and his str-
3: The summer's
8: done.
7: For the Ribble Valley. On air, online, and on your smartphone
0: app. Ribble FM.
5: We do this every week. It's a show called Break a Leg. My name is Ian Cheeseman. Same time, same channel, each and every week. We do great interviews with people who've been in the West End, on Broadway, in Amdrams, in Manchester touring, doesn't matter who they are. They're always welcome on this show, as indeed you are, if you're in an Amdram and you want to talk about it. But these uh, that I'm playing in this hour are some of the greatest musicals of all time. What about this one, The Greatest Showman and A Million Dreams?
4: I close my eyes and I can see A world that's waiting up for me That I call my own the door, through where no one's been before, but it feels like home. They can say, they can say, it all sounds crazy. They can say, they can say, I've lost my mind. I don't care, I don't care, so call me crazy. We can live in a that we
10: When the sharpest words wanna cut me down, I'm gonna send a blood, gonna drown a mound. I am brave. I am bruised. I am who I'm meant to be. This is me.
5: All about diversity of course great great song The Greatest Showman two more to go from The Greatest Showman next up is the ballad Tight Rope.
9: Some people long for a life that is simple and planned Tied with a ribbon Some people won't sell the sea cause they're safer unless What's written?
5: from Gracie Showman. One more to go. Could have picked any of a number of songs here, but we're going to finish with Rewrite the Stars, which was performed by Zac Efron and Zendaya. If you're going to a musical this week or you're performing in one or you may be just uh, in rehearsals for one, then Break a Leg. Remember, I'll be back next week, same time, same channel, with more great songs from the shows and more great interviews. This is Break a Leg, and this is Rewrite the Stars. You know I want you it's not
2: a secret I try to hide I know you want me So don't keep saying our oh, hands are tied You claim it's not in the cards Fate is pulling you miles away And out of reach from me But you're here in my heart So who can stop me if I decide That you're my destiny What if we Say you were made to be mine Nothing could keep us apart You'd be the one I was meant to find It's up to you and it's up to me No one can say what we get to be So why don't we
9: Breaking my hands are tied
0: Your local radio station for the Ribble Valley On air, online and on your smartphone app 106.7 Ribble FM